my 1,000 subscribers special, I did a uh, we did freestyle rapping on his <laughs> podcast. <laughs> so I mean, it was really just us. You know, we just threw a beat up and just like rapped. And I think that's like the only thing that he ever really did with that podcast. Because I know now he's just uh, you know has a traditional about. nine to five job. But um, can can you freestyle? Can I freestyle? Yeah, I can freestyle a little bit. You want to do it right now? Yeah, give me a beat. Give me a word. I don't. This a is word? probably going to be terrible. That's yet. fine. Um, <laughs> Might be a little rusty. Black Friday shopping. Black Friday is my day because it is my Friday, and I eat those fries all day. A. <laughs> and I'm Much warmed better. up. I'm ready to go. <laughs> that oh was amazing. Goodness. Golly. That was- Thank you for coming man this is awesome um i love what you've done so far on all the platforms um so obviously you're in raleigh now but where are you from originally and what brought you to raleigh actually okay yeah so i was born in charleston west virginia my dad worked for general motors at the time um so we were moving like every two years so born there don't remember it at all moved to columbus ohio for a couple years and then moved to uh, outside of Detroit, Michigan for a couple years. And then my dad, had, I guess he just had enough of like the corporate life and GM. So he quit, moved home, which is Morgantown, West Virginia, um, and home of West Virginia University. Let's mm-hmm. go Mountaineers. Um, <laughs> and Pittsnoggle. And Pittsnoggle. Kevin Pittsnoggle. <laughs> WVU basketball is balling this year, by the way. We're 12 in the country right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but so my whole, my dad's side of the family ended up in Morgantown because my papa, he was a thoracic surgeon up in, uh, Minneapolis, Minnesota. And my Nana's from Saskatchewan, Canada. So she's a nurse. So they met that way. Mm-hmm. And then my papa got uh, asked to start the heart Institute at WVU. So we haven't been there for like generations on my dad's side, but now it's like home. And you know, my dad has some siblings that live around there and, um, so it's become home and we really like it. I know West Virginia gets a bad rap, but like Morgantown's awesome. Yeah. It's a true like college town. You've got like 30,000 students and 30,000 people full time that live there. So the population doubles and it's, uh, it's pretty wild. Um, so yeah, my dad did, uh, like real estate development is what he got into, um, building like log houses up in actually deep Creek, Maryland, which is 45 minutes from us. That's where my Nana's cabin is. That's where we have like every 4th of July. Um, and then in the last couple of years, well, after, I guess it's been more than a couple of years now, um, after the housing market crashed, he got involved with like more real estate development in Morgantown. Because Morgantown, they actually did a segment on NBC, NBC called Morgantown, an economic oasis during the housing market crash because it was like the only place in the country where the economy was like still going up just because it was so stimulated by the university. Like the university being like college town, it was just driving everything. Um, there aren't many large businesses in West Virginia, just the, the, the tax rate for corporations is like insane. Um, so I think that has something to do with it as well. Um, so <clears throat> yeah, I went to, so grew up there from th- like third grade on, was in Morgantown. Um, loved being outdoors, loved adventuring, 
um grew up on a lake so i love like wakeboarding i'm going snowboarding this weekend up in snowshoe Mm. um and then let's see during like high school and before starting college i took some trips out west to uh me and some buddies we'd like fly to vegas um drive to let's see we drove to la no we drove down to phoenix then to la then up Highway 1, up the coast to San Francisco, and then up to Crater Lake, Oregon, and then came back inland. So we like did a big loop and flew out of Vegas. And um, I really like fell in love with like travel and like seeing new things. And like I, also this whole time I was like creating. So that's like other vlogs that I filmed in the past. I think I have some playlists on my main channel. Mm-hmm. It's like Utah Adventure. And we like we drive out west and go uh, snowboarding at Jackson Hole and um like Vale, and then yeah so i so i've been all throughout utah all of the national parks there and so i just kept going on these trips like when i'd get enough money and um so then i enter college crazy four years <laughs> <laughs> i uh graduated with my degree in management information systems but the be- most beneficial class i ever took was a video editing class that I actually had to get an override to go into the class because it was a journalism class and I was from the business school. So I had to like request an override for the selective and they taught me the fundamentals of Premiere Pro. Like they used it for, you know, newscasts, like simple cuts and like, but you, you know what keyframing is, right? Mm-hmm. Keyframing oh. changed everything. Oh yeah. <laughs> Once I discovered keyframing. Oh, it's so time consuming, but yeah, worth it. Yeah. I mean, it's like, even if you can just throw something at the beginning clip and then the end, like have it pull in a little bit, it's like, it, it adds so much, I think, to your footage. Um, so did that um, and then graduated and then I got my first job in outside of Washington, D.C. in Rockville, Maryland. Um, really small company. It had the worst reviews I've ever seen on Glassdoor, but I was just frustrated and eager because I like, couldn't find work after graduating for like several months. So I took the first thing I could get. And, um, basically I was, uh, kind of like on the business development team there of our software product. It was like a, um, scheduling system tailored to nurses. So it had like several different modules and I would research like hospitals that I think could benefit from using our system, even though it looked like crap, but I was trying to do my job. Like, right. I wasn't going to tell my boss that. Um, but yeah, it was so outdated. And, um, then I'd go give demonstrations of the product, like to, whatever hospital showed interest. So I'd go to like Stillwater, Oklahoma, um, place some places in Texas, went to Pittsburgh. Um, that was actually for the County of Allegheny. We were like leaving the hospital market. That was a disaster. That was, there was this room full of like 30 like old men. (laughs) And like, I was so intimidated. Usually I was presenting to like six to like nine um, like nurses, like sweet little nurses, like, yeah. Oh my God, that would make our lives so easy. And then these guys, like we're all in this giant room and I'm like, all right, I give an hour and a half presentation of like our system, like how it's a demonstration of it. And yeah, that was like, that was, I, I, I felt like I failed <laughs> as soon as I started. <laughs> it's actually really funny. One of the girls that I worked with at the time, like we would bring a couple people up to like, just help with like preparation and whatnot. As soon as I started, like I had the whole thing memorized because I'd done it multiple times and I'm only changing like minor things to show emphasis on like for each demo. 
but I completely forgot what like I was going to say. Like after like seven words, <laughs> bless you. After like seven words. And I'm like, I'm like, oh God. and then I look at her and she's like, like straight from a <laughs> Disney <laughs> movie, dude. Eyes. <laughs> <laughs> but like, because she did that, I just wanted to like start laughing because it was so corny and like felt like I was in a Disney channel original movie. And then all of a sudden I just get my gusta back and I'm like, yes. And then we have the swap, swap, swapping system within our system. And it's, no, but like whenever she was shaking her head like that, I completely lost my train of thought for like, I don't know, five seconds. Anyway, got in the flow of it, knocked it out. Um, I lived with a family from China. It was actually my boss's apartment and I just didn't want to look for another place to live. Um, so I just stayed there. He'd let me stay there a few days when I first joined to look for a place. And I was like, all right, well, what do you want to charge me here? And it was a grand, so expensive, mm -hmm. DC, a yeah. grand. And I shared a house with um, a woman from China at the time, Tian. And she was great. Like we had our, we had the same key to get in, but like we had our own like kind of living spaces. Mine was below and hers was up top. Mm. So that was fine. So I, I decided to stay and then she moved out and an entire family moves in. <laughs> I'm talking two grandparents, a mom, a little boy, like sometimes a dad would be there. And, um, that was super Something interesting. Else. That was, wow. yeah. The little boy would, uh, I like was dribbling with him one day playing basketball in the driveway and so once once i did that one time every time i came home after that he'd run out with the ball and start dribbling mm -hmm. it was kind of adorable and like i would eat dinner with them like they'd invite me up for dumplings like every night Perk. but yeah but it was just like i still it, I, it was not a good living situation just like all things considered i should also probably mention i was making 11 dollars an hour at the time because <laughs> it started out as an internship and then till he brought you on full time which $11, like you can't, you literally couldn't live off. So he's giving me an extra $300 um, a month for like rent. Mm -hmm. So anyway, so that was like a whole thing. And then I was like, okay, I'm out of here. I'm quitting my job. I'm chasing the dream of like being a creative. So I actually have a video on YouTube called I Just Quit My Job. And me and my friend who like is now my roommate, Garrett, um, he's like, I owe a lot to Garrett because he is like super supportive in like everything I do. And he's always pushing me and like, no, okay, we'll drive to Georgia. Like, you know, he's like my, basically like my video guy. Yeah. Um, and he, he also like sees the potential. So it's like, great. Like, I'm not sure I'd be here right now without him, honestly. Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, yeah, so we both quit our jobs and then we traveled like out West and then he got me a job with his company that does like consulting, but he was an industrial engineer. So, um, not really what I studied in, but they, I still got a job doing, being like an analyst. So basically I would go to different stores for Ross dress for less. You've heard of them, yeah. right? Oh yeah. Um, I'm not sure why, but for some reason the Ross dress for less stores, like it looks like a tornado sweeps through them like by the end of the day there's people try stuff on and they just throw it on the rack i've never seen another place that does that so it was a labor refresh um study project and i visited all these same stores twice around dc um phoenix and california um one time during the holiday season and one time after the holiday season to see like the discrepancy so i'd like tablet and then i'd literally stalk people through the store i spent a month straight in the la suburbs like living out of hotels 
Like, I love that though. I felt so free. We would meet up because he was around San Francisco because we asked our schedules like that. So for weekends, rather than flying back, our company would like pay for our hotel on the weekend if we wanted to go somewhere. So we'd go up to like Mammoth Lakes, like go snowboarding. Um, My dad used to live out there. Um, And and yeah, so (laughs) I I remember this one time I was in uh, Chino, California, and I was literally the only white person in this store all day. Everyone else is just, you know, Hispanic. So I stuck out like a sore throat, but I'm trying to blend in like, you know, I'm pushing like I, I'd get a cart push around, but most of the time I didn't try to blend in at all because it was an eight hour day and I just throw headphones in and I just follow people. Yeah. And this one guy, um, he goes up to the store security specialist, which every Ross has. And he goes, who's that little, he goes, who's that white boy following my wife around? He goes, I was going to punch him in the face. And that was just one instance. Like I had, <laughs> there was there were so many instances. Like I would sometimes a customer would come right at me, and like be like, "What are you doing?" And which then the managers would like tell me like they've had issues with that person before, like stealing. So they're gonna be on the lookout for someone following them, obviously. But yeah. anyway, so then uh, yeah, I did that for like a couple months. That was a contract job. It ended, um, and then my best friend from high school, Drew. I think you might have met Drew at uh, yeah, Zirkles. I think I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So he's my other roommate right now, and um, he got a job down here at USPS, and he, you know, said how great the area is, and then I looked into it more, and I saw there was, like, a lot of potential with the Tech Triangle for, like, work that I would do, so I just moved down here, and then eventually I got a job. Um, yeah, consulting's a consulting job for um, like developing systems. Mm-hmm. So the projects vary, but that's kind of like what I went to school with and what I wanted to do if I wanted to do something pertaining to my degree, which I never really did. Yeah, like I've always wanted to do like creative <laughs> yes. stuff. Um, so I worked there for like eleven months before I I had to be released because I didn't want to move to Albany. Mm-hmm. Um, and then for the last couple months I've been grinding, like we mentioned earlier. Yeah. And then now I'm just continuing to grind and, um, five years from now, let's see, I'd like to be like a director of, uh, I don't know, some like something where I can really like get creative and like have a budget, like Mm -hmm. that'd be fun. And then also I want to. Um, continue to like grow on YouTube and grow the whole firework brand, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Um, but yeah, you're a, you're a videographer, aren't you? Yeah. You have your own company now? Yeah. 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 I started a couple of months ago. It's not an okay. LLC yet. But, well, you uh, taking applications? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even kidding. <laughs> the only employee I have is my wife because she's a CPA. So she deals with all the um, the financial side of it. But the goal is to make it a, you know, a, a larger company, make mm-hmm. it something that, it's a place where, um, you know, I call myself not the CEO. I'm calling myself a creative direct director. That's like, I, I love that title. Yeah, that's what because, I want to be. Creative director. <laughs> that sounds because, so cool. Well, it's because it's so much. I, I just, I'm not a fan of like you are too, the corporate lifestyle, the, the hierarchy of all this stuff. Dude. And for a lot of stuff, it, it's good. But for you and I, you know, we see ourselves as people that when you get kind of bogged down, you don't feel as creative. No. Sometimes you try to force a project out. You try to force this video out, even though it's not good, but you make it just in spite because you want it to be, to show people what you can do. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of battling that, that inner fire of wanting to create, but also um, 
I guess, yeah, that's just kind of the end goal is to, is to create and do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Bef- you know, before I just ramble off too much, but that's the goal of what I want to do. And I'm sure what you want to do too, is just, um, continue with that fire, uh, going with the fire, speaking of fire, uh, good segue <laughs> fireworks. Um, do you see yourself making that a lucrative genre to stay in? Like, do you see yourself trying to figure out different ways to show fireworks? Or- yeah. Yeah. No, I, um, like the couple videos ago i did like a cooking a turkey with fireworks Mm. so i was like yeah i try to be inventive i definitely want to be inventive i want to bring do things differently and like i have this vision of like me and like other people like driving like side by sides which is you know like an off-roading vehicle yeah like put like plastic around it then we're like shooting roman candles, roman candles like, yeah like i want to do cool stuff yeah. like that like, like i want to like, target shoots with roman candles too like set a target out yeah that'd be awesome any other ideas or um keep, keep, that's keep like one that i'm just like okay i want to do that but like i need like the funding yeah um no i mean i'd like to just do more like storytelling and stuff mm-hmm. like this video that i'm pushing out tomorrow which will already be uploaded by the time this is uploaded mm-hmm. that's like a narrative of i, I really like storytelling like mm-hmm. i really I feel like in the last couple months, I've really realized how important storytelling is. Mm-hmm. So even in my recent videos, like there's always like a um, tribulation or like, you know, a trial that comes across like, um, like my, these fireworks are, wait, how the legal fireworks stole Christmas. It's like we drove, we went to Uwari National Forest yeah. and then it's like, we shot a couple off and it was like, oh, maybe we shouldn't be done. <laughs> and then I looked up like National Forest and it was like, all right, three years. In pr-. And I'm like, okay. okay. No. So then it was like, we go home and then I'm, I'm shooting them off in my neighbor's house. And then this lady calls the cops. And so the sheriff just drove by and like flashes lights, didn't even get out. But like, I think having that like tension build up and it's like, oh, what's going to happen? I think like, that's what I'm really starting to learn is like really important. So it's mm-hmm. like, I, I just try to make them more like, little movies like you know that i try to up the production not not just okay we're shooting fireworks like i want there to be some type of like all right we're going here to do this yeah hopefully we get there like you know yeah like, i like the the build-up i don't like just you know i think that adds my own little spin on it i think that's good because mm-hmm. i could just you know okay we're out here shooting this and there's a lot of people that do that and that's fine like they're probably more passionate about just fireworks yeah but I'm meeting the people halfway. Like I have fun with the fireworks, but I also really like just storytelling and creating. And like my favorite thing in the world is just to edit footage that I take like Mm -hmm. cool footage with music that I like, Yeah, which is really unfortunate. Recently I've had to, um, start choosing songs that are, um, royal copyright free Yeah, yeah. because I got a copyright strike on my channel. And if you get, I got one of those from a da baby. Have you heard of him? Yeah, yeah. Got a da ba- I put it on one, like North Carolina native too, right? <laughs> Is he? I think think Charlotte. I'm gonna, yeah, I'm gonna call him up. <laughs> um, yeah, I got a copyright strike. Usually they just take the monies that are being brought yeah. in from the video, but they actually struck my channel. So if I get three of those, then I have the potential of my channel being like banned. Mm. So I just I'm like I'm just starting to like. Uh, look into like the free audio libraries or the ones you need to pay for a subscription yeah. um stuff like that so that's kind of unfortunate because I, I would love to just be able to freely create 
like with yeah. the music because the best music yeah. obviously it's very limited yeah i know that instagram is a little bit more loose on using copyright stuff mm-hmm. when i've seen it's not as bad but youtube and facebook they they grab it and they'll mute it or they'll take it off or they'll add ads to it but uh I know Epidemic Sound is one that's talked about a lot. I've tried that for, I had a wedding last year. I used Epidemic Sound for like a free month trial. Mm -hmm. I know a lot of the big, you know, vloggers like Peter McKinnon and people like that use Epidemic Sound, get paid for it. But uh, that's one I've had use for. But yeah, but- You like um, Epidemic? I I use it just for the free month. Um, I, at the time, wasn't devoted enough to pay for a subscription for just because I wasn't doing a lot of YouTube videos. Mm -hmm. But uh, from what I saw from it, I loved it. I love it's it's very easy it's very um I mean it's very very easy to follow the genre you want length mood all that stuff so I, mean, I, I, I think it's 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 worth looking at you get a free month trial too especially if you link yeah. your YouTube to it you get a free okay because yeah. I did it and like I wasn't it was hard to like navigate I don't know it wasn't mm-hmm. I, these when I watch their videos it's like wow that's awesome music but mm. then I like go in there and I'm like I can't I don't know <laughs> so I've just been using the the YouTube library which is completely yeah. free but. You know that's got some bangers on it. It does. That's the thing. It's, it's there's so many different websites too that have that. But Instagram, it's it's tough because I want to share stuff on my four four media page on Instagram and Facebook. So Instagram, I have no issue. But Facebook, I have to run into the issues of copyright and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, when you shoot video, do you shoot to edit? As far as when when you're shooting something, are you already envisioning the edit you want to do with it? Um, to an extent. Um, like I'll know like, okay, I need a filler. I need some space here where we get from point A to point B. So I need like some shots of like the transition. So I, I try to keep like, yeah, somewhat of a storyboard, not just like hard cuts. Mm-hmm. And then of course there are the things where I'm like, okay, I definitely want to get this shot. So actually, have you seen 1917? No, I want to see it, dude. I'm going to go see it again. If you want to go see it, let's, let's do it. I really want to see it. I'm seeing it again. Like I think it's so phenomenal just how they shot it all. It's like shot in one take, but, mm-hmm. uh, I won't spoil too much, but there's this one scene that I want to recreate with more with my uh, artillery shells going off, where they're oh, like nice. shooting up as I run. So I want someone in front of me running yeah, with the camera, like gimbal, and I want to time the fuses right so that they're mm-hmm. going off, um, like as I'm like running by them. And so I want to be like sprinting, but I want to like have it perfectly timed. Yeah, like, yeah. And because that's like off. another <laughs> vision that I have. Yeah. I like I that that stuff is so cool. Like I love I really want to do like action stuff and then just make my edits to that stuff. So mm-hmm. like dirt bikes in the desert. Like I would love to be out there yeah. like filming and like doing that type of thing. Yeah. You and I both love to have the budget to get someone to ship Someday. us out to the dunes of Dubai Dude, and You need to search uh <laughs> follow Aaron B Hall on Instagram. Okay. He posts some of the coolest stuff like with like vehicles and then like scenery like mm-hmm. it's unreal i love stuff like that yeah it's any really kind of cool. photography too i'm getting more photography yeah are you into photography at all or are you primarily video i'm primary video yeah <laughs> it's just i can do more with it i feel um you know i can take pictures like i know framing and angles and i think yeah. i have like an eye for that stuff took a photography class in high school <laughs> <laughs> so i've been learning the whole adobe suite like more so than just premiere pro I've learned like photo- uh, Photoshop, um, Lightroom. I haven't dabbled much in, but like Photoshop for the thumbnails is huge on YouTube. Yeah. Like that's, um, and then After Effects is like I think the coolest thing in the world. Mm. But it's so it's way more complicated. The la- the layering and the masking. So, I mean, I don't know. You've probably seen some of my stuff with that, mm. but uh, 
most of the time I'm just following tutorials, like, you know, like frame by frame to get that end result. You yeah. Know? I did the same thing. It's uh after effects. I'm, I'm afraid I've done some things as far as, uh, like three texts and stuff for premiere. Like I do it in after effects and that's exported over to Photoshop. So like keeping like a, a title in one place. So I had a wedding last, last summer and I had Wilmington written out, and the drone kind of flew over the text of Wilmington. Mm. So I'm kind of doing like tracking, text tracking, but I haven't too afraid to dive fully into the whole. Uh, it's intimidating. Yeah, I don't want to do it. It's so intimidating. I have someone else do it for me. I'll hire you on, dude. I'm not even kidding. <laughs> like hire me. Like seriously, any like extra freelance stuff you need done, or mm -hmm. like any events, because yeah. people have been reaching out to me about weddings back home, but like I don't want to drive seven out. Like. Yeah. For the longest time, I always said no because I just wanted to create what I wanted to create. But now it's like crunch time, so I'm like, mm -hmm. I know, like I can do it. Yeah. Right. Mm -hmm. So it was just a matter of like, you know, priority and like needing to or not. But mm -hmm. now I'm like, okay, I'm gonna do whatever it takes. So, so since then, I um, I've I've just been really just pursuing the dream of like content creating and social media, and um. I really don't have like one strict method as to like how I can accomplish that. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I told you this before we started the podcast, but I'm releasing a video tomorrow that like talks about, you know, those types of content that I have been trying to create, um, over the last few months. And I can tell you about them briefly right now. It's, um, one of them, I manage, uh, Instagram for a guy who trains NBA basketball, uh, players in Florida and he used to coach me. So I just post twice a week. He sends me iPhone video. So that's like, you know, a hustle that I've had for like over a year now. Um, and then I've, I don't know if you've probably seen um, my other stuff of like filming events in the area and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. So that's a really interesting story. I met this, uh, this kid at a prime music festival in Raleigh last summer and he happened to be a DJ and so he knew I told him like what I was doing with video and then he was performing out in Greenville and invited me to come and just like film it. And I said, okay, yeah, sure. I'll, I'll go do that because I knew like, you know, if I was going to try to like make a living doing creative stuff like this, now's the time. Cause I don't have, more, I don't have <laughs> yeah. anything else going on. So I went out there, edited it. Um, and it got like a positive response. And, um, then this other, um, marketing company in the area they saw it main event uh, marketing and management i'm not sure if you've heard of them but uh they they reached out to me and then i went back to greenville for a paid gig and then i've done a couple of other things with them and then of course um i'm trying to capitalize on youtube as well mm -hmm. <laughs> with the whole firework thing so that's been that's been really good having you know free time to drive to georgia mm -hmm. do a shopping trip um, courtesy of Sky King Fireworks. Shout out to Sky King Fireworks. Thanks for uh, the free fireworks. Um, but but yeah, so that's kind of like what I've been up to in the last couple months. And then this morning, I was contacted by uh, a associate producer for The World According to Jeff Goldblum, which is a show that is like sponsored by nat geo but it's run on uh disney plus and um so i had a really good conversation with that woman this morning she was out of london <laughs> and she basically told me 
she she just asked about like how I got started with the whole firework thing, which is probably like what you were wondering, which is yeah. why it's so funny mm-hmm. that like we were supposed to film this podcast two days ago, but then I went to DC, couldn't make it back in time, but I wouldn't have this to talk about if we would have <laughs> done perfect. it. So everything happens for a reason. Absolutely. Um, so yeah, I had a conversation with her because they're looking for someone. She just wanted to know like how I got interested in fireworks. Like, what do I think makes fireworks so exciting? Why are people so engaged with it? Like, and I told her, you know, I'm discovering that there's a firework audience, like just as you recently are, like, because people would always comment on my videos, almost every video that I ever posted. It's like, make more firework vids. Since Mm -hmm. I had one blow up, it was either three or four years ago. Um, I made a video titled these fireworks are legal. So that's like the theme with my firework vids. I wasn't going to put legal in there so that like it can appear in the search engine because mm-hmm. that's like yeah. the YouTube algorithm. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so that was like f- four year, three, probably three years ago. Cause I was just genuinely excited that fireworks were legal. The ones that can shoot up in the sky in West Virginia. Then the next year I did a similar video. I think, I don't think I titled that one like legal fireworks it was like fourth of july family fun or something like that and it's funny because it's like as good as the year before or better i think but it only has like a couple like tens of thousands of views which Mm -hmm. the other one had like 1.5 million yeah so then the following year i was like okay we're going back to the (laughs) back to that title because i think a lot of people see it and they think it says illegal Mm -hmm. but they're legal it's all caps so so yeah it's all caps do you struggle feeling like sometimes you have to downplay the quality of a video to get more clicks. Like you talked about how the second, the second video had less views, but you thought the quality was better. The video, do you mm. see yourself sometimes catering more to people and kind of going away from your passion? 100 million percent. <laughs> Great question. Um, for the longest time, YouTube was just a creative outlet for me. Um, but once I started to see the potential of what could be done with it, then I kind of started to, cater to the audience more Mm -hmm. especially whenever like people are so encouraging about that specific type of content it makes me want to you know make it for them because it's like a Mm win-win it's like i get to create but i'm also doing something like exciting and they're bringing me more views and therefore more ad revenue Mm -hmm. so it's like it's a win-win so that's why in the last two months i've been really capitalizing on just putting firework vids out because like I'm building the brand and then once I can build the brand better, then maybe people will be invested in other things that I do. Mm -hmm. So yeah, for the lot, like, I mean, I, I've tried like everything on Mm -hmm. these, like (laughs) to get like clicks. Like I do song parodies. (laughs) I still think this was like the biggest slept on video. Mm -hmm. Well, actually my voice, it's super drone, like monotone voice, (laughs) but the lyrics are clever. I did a, um, my house flow rider parody (laughs) and it's called my couch. Oh my gosh. And it's all about just not leaving your couch all day and walking, watching Netflix. Mm. Um, so I did that and then I did, I've done, uh, I, I played Pokemon Go. Like I was a Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. I still play it actually. It's back. <laughs> Is I'm it, like addicted. Yes. Has it gotten better? Dude, it's so much better. Okay. It's addicting now. Like I put, I keep putting my friends back onto it. My cousin got me to play it this past summer at the beach mm-hmm. he doesn't even play anymore but i still do dude i'm like <laughs> you, if you guys want to see my collection like let me just show you this uh, yeah do it because you're gonna you might or, did you ever play pokemon i did i played um my favorite pokemon game actually wasn't one of the gold silvers it was more oh look at that collection envious yeah 
envious. Yeah. Scrolling. Right there. Scroll for days seeing those. Um, Pokemon Snap on N64 was probably my favorite Pokemon game. I know it wasn't the traditional Game Boy Color games, but Pokemon Snap was probably my Maybe because I like doing photography, videography, that yeah. I loved capturing Pokemon and just you know, with the picture. Yeah. Did you catch? Did you actually throw a ball at them? Or was so it, I remember. Was it uh, what was the, the 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 three steps of the fire? The Charmander, Charizard. What were the steps of them? As far it as it was, Charmander, Charmeleon, Charizard. I mean, you could throw an apple at Charmeleon into the lava, right? And he comes that's back out. That's how you triggered him. To yeah, come to go oh, into, okay. he, he yeah, came back the, out. That was one of my favorite ones. Like that was more the, the objective was throwing an apple or whatever it was yeah. at him. I think you could also wake up Snorlax with a ball, couldn't you? There was something like to bring a Gyarados out of a waterfall. You had to do something. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. There were a bunch of little Iron Yeah. And then was it the next to last level? Was it Mewtwo was the only Pokemon you can get to try to capture a picture of? You were in space or something? Yeah. Was it Mewtwo or was it the other one? There was one episode. There was one uh, level where it was literally just one Pokemon. Your goal was to get a picture of this one. I forgot which okay. one it was, but uh, that was a good game. I might need to. Buy N64 just to... Dude, I still got mine. <laughs> Do you I, really? I keep it up at my Nana's cabin where I go every 4th of July for fireworks. <laughs> like, it's sitting there. And guess what? It's covered in Pokemon stickers. <laughs> if you watch one of the, the firework vlogs, I know I talk about it and I Dude. show it. So go back into the archives and Oh, my uh, look gosh. For it. And that's in West Virginia, right? That's actually in Maryland. Okay. So, 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 so kind of tracing back to the roots of kind of how you started, I stalked your Instagram, went back down... February 20th, 2012, you got the Rebel T2i, or at least you posted a picture, that's when you got it. Okay. Was that your, sure, whatever, yeah, take yeah, your word sure. for it. <laughs> whatever, man. Um, you did the research. <laughs> well, I feel like after watching Hot Ones, do you ever watch Hot Ones on YouTube? I was just about to say. Okay. That guy is like notorious the for being the best researcher. <laughs> that's my goal, except Dude, for we're not eating Hot Wings. You're well on your way. Like, <laughs> I'm on my way, my goal. Already, He's got know. A-list celebrities, so do I. Um... So was that kind of when your passion started, or did that just kind of help in your passion of taking pictures and videography? Did it start before that? Well, <laughs> great question. Mm-hmm. Um, I actually had a whole other YouTube channel mm. before this. So that actually right now has like 75,000 subscribers. Mm. But it's what it turned into, which is why I had to turn away from it. So let me explain that. Okay. My first video on that channel is me getting knocked out during a basketball game, like in middle school. And I don't know why, like, I felt the need to upload that. Yeah. But I, I, the, I think the idea of just, like, reaching people and, like, sharing something that, like, you're involved in with people, um, I think I was, like, intrigued by that idea. So I uploaded that. And then I would just, like, I don't know, I'd post, like, weird stuff. Like, uh, I'd make, like, a music video to, like, one of Eminem's songs. <laughs> Or like Mac Miller songs. I get yeah. my friend to star in it. Yeah. And just like really cringy stuff. But like, I don't know. I just liked filming, like putting it with music and like creating something. Um, and then I had this blue Spider-Man suit that I got um, to wear to WVU Kansas basketball game. We won, by the way, WVU. <laughs> Kansas was number one, I do believe, in the country at the time. Wow. And so I was wearing this blue Spider-Man suit like in the student section. Mm-hmm. And then I had it and I was like, all right, I'm going to make something with this. <laughs> so I called up my friend Jonas and basically just recreated the plot of Spider-Man, but I turned blue. <laughs> so like I caught a wolf spider, like a big spider. Yeah. Probably need to get closer to this huh? Mm-hmm. Um, I caught a big spider and like had it run across my bedroom floor and like tried to film it. And I was at that time I was shooting on 
I believe it was, I don't even know. It was like a camcorder. Mm -hmm. It was my parents' camcorder. Yeah. And um, before I go any further with that, I'll just also say, I would, we had like, a, me and kids in my neighborhood, we had kind of like a movie organization or whatever you want to call it, but it, we call ourselves Foxwood Films. Mm -hmm. And our neighborhood was Foxwood, and we would do like zombie attack, Bigfoot return, like that type of stuff. And, you know, pretty similar stories as to what you would expect. But anyway, so... I make this Spider-Man video and put it out on the internet. Don't think anything of it. Like some time passes. I check in on it. It has 120,000 views. I'm like, that's cool. More time passes. It's just like crazy how many views it's accumulating. So it was at like 5 million views. And then I was talking to my uncle and it was demonetized because I had a copyrighted track over Aww. it i just like threw something random over it. and he's like you know i'd imagine if you're bringing in like you know it was like thirty thousand views a day or something it's like if you're bringing in thirty thousand views a day i'd imagine that would be like pretty significant with you know the revenue that you could be bringing in and i was like mm, yeah you're probably right actually so i looked into like you know the the youtube settings for a video and you could actually replace it with generic tracks so I just picked something random, threw it on there, and then that first day, I got thirty dollars. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. So I got thirty dollars, and my mind was blown. And that was whenever I knew like YouTube is something huge that could allow you to like live the life of your dreams. And like, mm -hmm. you know, it's been a, such a learning experience. Like I've learned so much. Like mm -hmm. I, like I don't think we have enough time to go over everything, mm -hmm. but it that video now has over 45 million views wow yeah wow. and um so i made a couple of other videos like around that but i really had no idea like you know just what it how the algorithm works and how the search engine works and the recommendations work so i didn't make another video about that um for like a year or so and then that one got like a couple million and then I got my friends involved and would get other suits for them. And then those could get a couple million. But then people on YouTube started doing the same thing. Mm. But they were doing it like like promiscuous content. Mm. So it would be like frozen Elsa in a bath with uh, Spider-Man. Oh, okay. And have you heard of that stuff? No. Well, no. it was a big, the adpocalypse okay. like a year or two ago. Okay. I made a whole video documenting the whole, like how I think that I may have influenced the adpocalypse yeah. unintentionally i made that like a year and a half ago i don't think it has like 15 views because i didn't have any track <laughs> but like i put a lot of time into that video but i'll link it in the description yeah. but um it it uh these creators were doing stuff like that so then once advertisers started finding out that they were paying for ads to be run on this type of content like kids were watching this and parents mm -hmm. were finding out and it's like no that's not that's not gonna fly so youtube went through like a mass demonetization and now all those videos are demonetized so just last mm -hmm. my channel for some reason was i believe one of the last channels to like be receiving monetiz monetization mm -hmm. from with videos like that um i think it's because i still did like other vlogish type stuff on that channel um nothing no no vlog with the quality of like what i post on this channel but, you know, I do like, oh, Snapchat filters part one. Yeah. That has like 50,000 views. I don't know. And it's just me like trying the filters because I was like interested in it. Mm -hmm. So I was basically, that channel was like a dumping ground for like 
I don't know, my creative <laughs> energy. I don't know what you want to call it. I just like throw it up there and like not care what happened to it. But uh, it's that whole channel is just a mess. <laughs> Check it out. It's Mikula with a W. With a W. It's just, yeah, okay. it used to be Mikula, but then my uncle actually gave me the name Mikula. Mm-hmm. Like it's been a nickname that he's had for me since I was young. I don't, I'd walk in the room, he'd go, Mikula. So. <laughs> Whenever I was like thinking of a channel name, I was like, that sounds good. <laughs> That's like what PewDiePie, I don't know yeah, how PewDiePie, PewDiePie yeah. with his name. Like Absolutely. I'll just, that was like a nickname that I thought was kind of catchy. And apparently it means my butt in Spanish. <laughs> <laughs> like people keep commenting that and I'm like, I'm just ignorance is bliss. I'm going to yeah. turn a blind eye. Making fun of me. Yeah. <laughs> um, have you had any dislikes on videos and how was your... How's your initial thought on getting a dislike? Dog, I get dislikes all the time. <laughs> That's the only way that you get to where you are now is like experimenting. And like I was saying, I did like I did a Fortnite parody song and like <laughs> you know, people just ripped it apart. <laughs> it got like I think it has like a 60% like approval. I think I mm. it's actually I put it on private on my channel right now because I'm just like I try to keep most of my stuff up there just as like um what's the word I'm looking for as like a testament mm-hmm. to like how I got to where I am but that some of them are just <laughs> so cringe I'm like I got to put it on private um um yeah the dislikes the dislikes are hard um my firework videos especially the recent ones I put out are my most my best ratio of like to dislike I've ever had mm-hmm. the ones that I've done from the last couple of years not so great I would say probably about 90% was likes you know it's exciting stuff but I was still I, I was still figuring you know how to do this thing because mm-hmm. still when I turn on a camera it's awkward it's, it's so mm-hmm. awkward yeah like I lose my train of thought especially when I'm in public I'm like yeah. all right am I gonna really all right guys like Mm-hmm. but I feel like, you know, if you have like an insatiable desire to like create mm-hmm. and I'm like, okay, well, what can I do? Because I want to create so bad, but like, I don't know what to create. Mm-hmm. So that's why even on this channel, the one that Mikula without a W that I use right now, a lot of my like stuff at the beginning and you know, even not like not so long ago, it's just like, I'll title the video something and then it's just like nothing exciting happens. Mm-hmm. I'm just like going to meet up with a friend or like we'll go to CC's pizza. Like, you know, but that was back in like the Casey Neistat era too. Yeah. That was whenever I was like, oh, I'm going to be like him. Yeah. So if I can just, but I don't live in like a, a big city and I don't have a boosted board to fly around on, yeah. but still, you know. Mm-hmm. So I try to just, you know, just experiment because that's really the only way that you can like really evolve on the platform. I think you have to be resilient. Um, you have to persevere because it's, I mean, it's definitely like the comments definitely get to you. Like, as you know, like everyone says that it's like every bad comment you get for every, you know, 10 good comments, you're going to remember that bad comment. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's just, it comes with the territory. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, I like to look at it. Like you throw yourself off a cliff and you learn to fly on your way down. Mm-hmm. That's what yeah. YouTube, that's what like making it on YouTube or like discovering like what you want to do creatively is like, like you just need to like fly and like you mm-hmm. might, you might like hit the bottom, but then, you know, try to climb back up and fly again, or mm-hmm. you're going to hit the bottom a lot. It's yeah. going to be, and I've always kind of known that, but sometimes it gets so hard that it's like, do I even really want to keep going? 
and uh, I always come back to it. So that's awesome. Yeah, I feel like I just keep rambling <laughs> like no, every not, different I'm direction. Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna keep going. <laughs> um, something I struggle with, and and you may have too, just as we're creative people. Um, I noticed that at one point you had a like a, a drum company. I saw New mm-hmm. Heights. Uh, did you ever struggle? I know I have as far as trying to feel like I need to try every single type of media platform, whether it's aerial photography, weddings, narratives, Instagram, influencer, all this stuff. Did you ever try to feel like it was, it was kind of hard to kind of narrow it down to one thing? Or do you think it's important to still have all these options? I think you got to put your hand in as many honey pots as you can. Yeah. And hopefully one of them keeps overflowing with honey. Yeah, yeah. Because that's what I'm finding. That's what I've been doing the last couple of months. And like with the fireworks stuff, like that just, I planted a seed and mm-hmm. then it grew into mm-hmm. like, you know, multiple branches. And then same with like the live event stuff I've been doing recently. Like you do one and then it's like, so I'm just waiting. I want one of them to just like provide. Yes. <laughs> but like if all of them can, that's awesome. But mm-hmm. like I think while you're grinding, yeah, you definitely should be trying like everything. Mm-hmm. And even like when I started that drone company, I I really wasn't too serious about mm-hmm. it. Like I wanted to I wanted to put off getting a real job and I wanted to continue to play and like make YouTube videos. So I did that cuz I, you know, was had saved so much money over time just mm-hmm. like in high school bringing in like you know 30 bucks a day that like yeah. adds up yeah um and then also just cut grass in the summer and like yeah. bank all that so um yeah i think i think that you know the the more that you can get involved in like the better chances you're gonna have of actually like finding success mm-hmm. do you have have you given yourself a timetable as how long you want to do this before you have to because right now you're not, you don't have a nine to five job, right? Mm-hmm. Do you, have you given yourself or have you been given a timetable as far as how much longer you have before? Yeah. I told myself once I got under a certain amount of savings, mm-hmm. but it hasn't gone below it yet. And I okay. thought, I thought it would have by January. Mm-hmm. Um, but honestly I should probably just like go all in and I need mm-hmm. to, I think I need to lower it. Cause I like, I have like, you know, some stuff saved luckily yeah. cause I'm very frugal. Mm-hmm. Like I am one of the most frugal people you'll probably ever meet when it comes to like spending stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, I just, I'd never like buy new clothes or like, I, I don't know, like material stuff or like name brand stuff. Like I'll get like a nice phone, like nice technology. But then like, other than that, like, you know, shop at Trader Joe's, like only, you know, eat out on the weekends, like stuff like that. I just, I think that's like a pretty good way to be in general. So, you know, and I also always kind of knew I might need to have some stuff saved up for a time like this. So I've always been like kind of just trying to add to the piggy bank. Yeah. Um, but it's very, very important. Mm-hmm. I think it's, and even when you get to the point where you do have to have a nine to five job or some kind of job, the good thing about what our passion is that we can do this on the weekends at night. It's just hard to keep the passion going. It kills you. Yeah. It does. It kills you. And that's where you kind of draw the line between, am I having fun doing this or am I forcing myself to? Is it going to affect my creativity? But it's just about pushing forward. And like you said, grinding. I think that's kind of the whole motto of this episode. It's just grinding. And grinding. Keep going. Social media keep, grind. Keep social media grind. Instagram, YouTube, all these things. Um, yeah, I think that's some some, some really good points. Um, I think one thing that stuck with me was just how you talked about having your hand in all the different 
was it honey pots or honey jars? I said honey pots. Dude, <laughs> I'm a true. Winnie the Pooh fan. Yeah, me too. I'm going to call it a honey pot because I think he does. <laughs> yes, but uh, it's true though as far as just like wanting to grasp, I mean, just trying to get your hands in everything to see what's going to grow. Like you said, fireworks for you. That is a case in point of just doing all these different things, mm-hmm. you know, music parodies, all these things, and you found out fireworks. Let's go with it. Let's roll with it and see I what happens. If you would have told me that two years ago, I would have said, You're, that's not it. Like, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy, but you got to listen to the audience and you got to like, you know, Mm -hmm. just recognize that, okay, this is what's working and I need to do more of it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, we're here to obviously to pull for you and, um, we'll go watch 1917 soon together. But if you wanted to plug your stuff channels, uh, yeah, yeah. We can spell it out too. (laughs) Cool. I actually get to do this. Like I only ever see this on the internet, but this is me now guys. And you could be here too. Okay. Just like try everything imaginable. Um, all right, cool. Yeah. Uh, Mikula, M I C O O L A. Um, yeah, two O's. Um, that's both YouTube and Instagram. Um, you can add me on Snapchat MD warden. Um, if you want, I don't really use that anymore. Um, canceled Twitter because I think it's toxic. (laughs) Um, yeah. So I think just, uh, probably, youtube and instagram's it and if you ever you know want any services guys or you want to shoot some fireworks off you got land i've got a bunch of fireworks right now <laughs> that i didn't get to launch for new year's because watch my vids and there's the story of you know the the trial that i encounter so um but yeah i've got fireworks so that's awesome thanks for having me on absolutely benji man. can i call you benji or is that uh i like benji more okay benji more than ben okay cool yeah. i like that too uh, awesome yeah cool all right man Yeah. Let's go watch 1917. Let's go. See ya. Bye. (laughs)